live from London. This is the Sunday Brunch with Graham Collin on Teachers Talk Radio. Yes, it is. It is the Sunday Brunch with me, Graham Collum. Good to be on the airwaves. I hope you're having a lovely, restful Sunday. And we are lining up to talk about teachers in relationships or not in relationships. Can it work? Have you witnessed it be a car crash or be a beautiful tale of love that walks out into the horizon? We are live from London. This is the Sunday Brunch with Graham Collum on Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live at ttradio.org or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TT Radio. Tune in, talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio. Hear that? Hear that feedback on the mic there with We Are? That was too much. I need to step it down a notch. Clearly, the uh, Sunday morning has started too too energetically for my own good. Um, yes, the topic today is all about um, friendships and relationships in the class, not in the classroom, that's wildly inappropriate. And um, in the staff room, in the staff room is what we're going to talk about. Friendships, relationships in the staff room and the the unspoken laws therein. Um, should it be done? Are you in a school where it's not done? There are some schools I've heard about where it really is done a lot. And so my mind has been opened. I'm not going to lie. My mind has been a little bit blown by um, by the truth of the relationships in staff rooms across the world. Uh, and so, you know, I put it out there to you. I would love, love to hear from you. And um, thank you, Sobia, for saying you can hear me clear. I seem to have two Sobias in the room. You're listening on double time or simply a clan of Sobias have ch- tuned in for um, the Sunday brunch. But I'm glad to see you're hearing me loud and clear. Um, but thank you, thank you for joining me on the airwaves on this lovely Sunday morning, slightly wintry Sunday morning coming in. Ah, I get it, I get it, Sobia. All right, cool. Well, thank you, thank you for having my back on the stream of services. Um, you're listening to Two Teachers Talk Radio with me, Graham Collum. Teachers Talk Radio is a platform for teachers to talk about the things that matter to them or the place, the things that they would like to think about as they cruise through their odd life as teachers. Um, the Coffee House podcast is in the room. Okay, hello, Coffee House podcast. Hope you're doing well. Um, yes, this is Teachers Talk Radio. So we talk about things related to being a teacher. And you can call in, you can interact throughout the show. I very much hope that you do call in and interact throughout the show so that I can hear different versions and your opinions on the things that we're talking about today. Let's talk about the world in general to begin. I always like to warm up a little bit looking down common news items these days. Petrol is resolved, I think, guys. I think we can take the take the sweat off the petrol problem. Was it then, I, I pose to you listeners, now that it's passed, now that we can look back on it with, um, with, with um, what's the word, with hindsight, I guess, um, look back on it. Was it a conspiracy to sell petrol or was it a genuine lack of driver problem? What's your thoughts? Now it's passed. Because surely if it's a long-term problem, it may come back again. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how, they, how it's been resolved. I know they called the army in at one point, apparently, but um, it seems to be resolved for now. Will it be long-term resolved? Will it come up again soon? I don't know. But petrol problem is done. You survived. Well done. We're past the apocalypse of petrol attacks, and now we are we are ready to move on. Good times. Um, COVID continues to decimate the consistency in our classrooms, which is really frustrating for me now. My my entire year so far, 
I'm looking at four or five kids off per day um, in a class of 30. And that's minimum. That's a minimum of four. In fact, I had one day this week, I had two off. And that, and, and now I'm like grateful for that. I used to have days I'd expect it to be full attendance. Now, two off is, is a really good day, um, which is odd, you know. And the thing is, you know what's not getting accounted for at this point? What I'm feeling and it's frustrating is um, when you have those children who are off for a few days and then they come back in and they say, oh, I don't know what we're doing in class. You have to catch them up on activities. Oh, they don't get the math activity or they're catching up on homeworks. The homework's handed in late. So we've got to do the marking of it on different days and so forth and so forth. The effects of kids being off at this time is not being accounted for. No one's um, adding up and no one's saying, you know, do you need some extra time here or maybe take this time or you know load up some ppa that you might need that need extra because there's all this extra work coming on and sobia says yes it's hard um it, it is and i think the issue at the moment last year we all knew the context and we all adapted to the context and there was some awareness there's a lot of awareness given to the context last year whereas this year it seems to be everyone's acting like it's not going on in my experience anyway um i wonder how your experience is but with the you know, the lack of it. Okay, so we're not all, thankfully, the, the virus is not sending lots and lots of people into hospital. There's not lots and lots of people. Um, you know, deaths are down. And that's a good thing. Great. Um, however, the effects of it are still playing out in our classrooms, very much so. And I just I think there needs to be some adapting because at the moment I know my experience I know a lot of people I know I know fellow teachers in other schools and all the experiences seems to be the same as long as it's state schools it seems to be give me a break you know everyone's being used up and used up and used up and no one's accounting for the difference everyone's acting like it's a normal year and I feel that I do feel like people are acting like it's a normal year yes covid comes up in the odd conversation still here and there but in terms of workload, staff, you know, staff meetings, things that are expected of us, it's it's back to normal in my experience. Um, and yet no one's going, but hold on, what about all the time you have to spend going over stuff extra because of the kids who missed it? And what about handing out the work extra? And like I say, the homework shifting your timetables around and TAs being used up in mornings because they're not available in the class because they're catching kids up on things that they should have sat on the days they missed you know, storybooks when they've missed out certain chapters, right? Let's quickly recap that. You know, it does add up. And I think that's the great, the great kind of farce of teaching is that no one ever acknowledges it. We all act like we have the full time of every day. You know, we get our morning work, we do our English and our maths and then our afternoon subjects. If you're a primary school teacher, you hear your readers, you do your class book, and it's expected like that just kind of works like this kind of well-oiled machine. You know, kids, 30 kids roll in at 8.45 on your on your weekday mornings. Hello, ready to learn. It's just not the case. And um, yeah, the time does add up. It, it is tricky. Um, not to mention, you know, depending on your year group and all the other things that might come in. In, in year six, we have all the kids going out for 11 pluses and visits in secondary schools. And, and you know, I'm, I won't lie to you. There's, there's certain things that aren't being done as well in my classroom that usually would be. And um, and it frustrates me when I'm picked up on them. It frustrates me because I'm thinking I'm doing literally every human thing I can do. And um, yeah, and yeah, sure enough, some plates are not spinning. But that, you know, that, that doesn't seem surprising to me. How are your classrooms right now, guys? I'm asking you guys on Teachers Talk Radio. Is that me? Am I shouting into the void there? Gnome, good to have you in the room, Gnome. It's been a while. Really lovely to have you back. Sir Joe is in the room. I hope that's your teacher name, Sir Joe. And that is pretty impressive. I hope it's not a Mr. Sir Joe. Although I guess we all get called Sir and um, 
and miss, don't we, from certain kids, usually secondary school. If I, if I see kids who I used to teach, they come back from secondary school, I then become sir. I am knighted when they go to secondary school and I'm, I'm sir to them, which is always an honour. Do you hear my voice is a bit croaky? I'm slightly anxious that, um, that COVID is, is coming to get me. In the last week, it got my brother sadly um and so he's been suffering he, i believe he's on the way out now and so he's thanking the vaccine for for things not being so bad but and i haven't seen him or anything so there's no contact there but um but my voice is going i'm feeling i hope not i will be i'll be at lateral flow testing after this show actually um anyway i hope you're all doing well i hope you are surviving through the covid i hope you're not getting used up in the way that i feel like many of us are but i i imagine you are so you know ride along this wave with me on your sunday morning into your afternoon and let's relate and and kick back and see what we can do for ourselves or we take a little bit of time out where we can other important questions that are being asked at this time of year is your heating on is your heating on that is that is what matters right now. We we determine the quality of a human depending on the time they put their heating on. You know, <laughs> I can't be the only one who does this. Um, you know, the chat comes up in the staff room. Everyone likes to talk about when it's a classic. Is it a British thing? Is it a British pastime? You got your heating on yet? The school could do a turn their heating on. Actually, I'll be leaning against that radiator this week, and and I'm still yearning for their head to call it and and get it turned on this weekend i'd say i officially went to put the heating on however so you can judge away i know there is judgment always given to people who turn heating on at different times um i i got to october all right i got out of september but um yeah school's still waiting and when i turn my heating on at home turns out the boiler's rubbish so it's that you know every time it comes around to like you start into your autumny months when you try it you think please don't be this year Please don't be the year I have to have the boiler looked at. I'm in that year this year. So um, so it is what it is. But the, I've tried to turn the heating on and I can get it temporarily on for about a minute at a time. So um, that's my that's my space right now. How are you guys doing? Have you turned the heating on? Is the boiler going? Is it on timer? Or do you just turn it on permanent every now and again to, you know, warm your cockles when you need it? <laughs> let me know, people. Let me know. On Teachers Talk Radio this morning, my main topic, which we're going to be talking about very soon, is all about relationships and friendships within the bounds of a school. Um, you know, do you have experience of of dating within a staff room, you know, within the school building? Um, do you have experience of working with your wife, husband, partner um, in the same place? Did it go well or did it not? So the, I'm really curious about this today, and I'm hoping some of you guys are going to have some experience to share. Of course, I will honour all anon- anonymity as we go. Um, but I wonder what's your experience of it? Or also, I would like to talk a little bit about being single in the classroom and how, in you know, what that's like. Um, do you kind of face judgment sometimes? Or do people kind of not include you in certain ideas because you're seen to be, you know, because teaching can be a relationship heavy job. And um, divorce as a teacher has got to be hard, especially has anybody experienced, you know, not in your own experience, but have you known a couple two who are teaching in the same school to then be divorced? I've known things in the spectrum of it, actually. I have known things in the spectrum of teachers um, being in the same school um, and being divorced soon after. And, you know, I'll, I'll leave that. There. I'll let that one sit because actually I think that says a bit about maybe working in the same school for some people. I think some can make it work. 
I, I believe some can make it work. But listen, I'm going to set out my shop now. And if you're going to call in and defend teachers working together who are married, you can't be speaking for yourself, okay? Because that's cheating. If you're calling in and saying it's fine, it works, but you are currently working with your wife or partner or husband, that's not the same thing because you clearly will just defend your current stance. I'd like to know somebody who is not in that situation to say, it works, I have experienced it working because I wonder, I wonder. Let's see, Sobi has dropped in the comments. Um, juggling classroom is hard right now. Heating is definitely on. Uh, very good, Sobi, very good. Um, I doff my hat to you before, you before you have a working boiler. Well done. Um, Sobi says, I have had couples working in two different schools, never knew in one school, um, couples stuck together in another, literally joined at the hip. This is the thing. Do you mark your books together? Do you drive in and out together? I actually, you know what, without realizing it, I actually do have more experience of couples working together than I realize. Now I think about it in my current context. Um, I, there is some, but I'd, I've never thought about it because actually they even drive in separately. I don't know, is that a bit odd? And now I think about it. Um, but they drive in separately, probably because one of them drops the kid at nursery and the other one, you know, comes in at the, you know, they work on different times. That's fine. But funnily, they seem to work it very well in that it's never really mentioned or acknowledged or really thought about, apart from in casual conversation. If you're having a friendly lunchtime conversation about, oh, what are you up to at the weekend? Well, then, you know, you might talk about the other half, which makes perfect sense. But I think, yeah, I think we, we, we've got to get into this properly in just a moment. And um, we will, we will. That when I, I'm lining up, I'm waiting a little while so people can come in the room and then we can really, when we have a little, little bit of people in here, we can get really into couples in the staff room. You know, even as a witness to the couples, it can be weird, right? Because, well, if they, if, you know, you have debates and we always have debates in our little staff room. Well, we did when we would have a close staff room. They would often come up. People might disagree on a thing. You debate around it. And it would all be polite and fine. But, you know, you throw a partner into that situation. Suddenly it's a little bit, well, do you defend? Do you not say anything? Do you kind of remove yourself from the situation? The dynamic changes. It's a little bit odd, maybe, unless you're well-practiced in just being totally neutral and they do their thing, I do my thing, no fuss. Um, but even still, I would say, you know they're going to talk about it later, right? <laughs> like if you, they could be really great at presenting as the couple who I, in my current experience, couple together working in school, um, temporarily, may I add, temporarily, um, they're really excellent at being a couple working together in a school, never comes up, never an issue. Uh, however, you do know that, you know, even if they deal with whatever situation very well in front of everyone, there's no conflict or anything, which is the case in, in my own experience here. Um, you know, they're going to talk about it later. You know, they're going to go back and be like, well, that was a bit of a chat earlier, wasn't it? Um, you know, oh, what's that person think? And so it will go a little bit further and they might have further insights into these things that are not then shared. That might be if they if they weren't, you know, if they were just presently in the moment. You know, because you can kind of store it back a little bit. If you've got your partner in there, you just think, all right, let them have their thing. And then I will, I won't weigh in and we'll just talk about it later. I don't know. Maybe I'm overthinking it. Um, I saw a, a meme recently with, uh, with Keanu, Keanu Reeves in it. And I don't know whether it was an actual quote. I hope it was. Um, but it may have just been something where they've just put a quote over a picture of Keanu Reeves. Um, where he's in an interview and he's saying uh, he's reached the age where he just agrees with people now. So even when he's in a conversation with people who he totally disagrees with them, they'd have saying the worst stuff. He's like, great, good for you, man. And I thought that is such a good place to get to in life. I aspire to be that person because I definitely bite. I definitely like if somebody baits me out, I usually will 
come out and <laughs> you know knowingly um take the bait and, and and go for it but i aspire to get to that point on the topic of couples you know perhaps not taking the bait and then just dis- kind of discussing it at their own um at their own time i hope to get to a point where i can just not not be in the debates at the classroom just enjoy other people going for it um yes you are listening to teachers talk radio i'm graham column um so joe says i could imagine Keanu saying that me too me too and you know he's such a like i'm i know some people mock Keanu reeves right people go on saying he's had a few comebacks in his time and he's he also looks amazing he's incredibly young looking whereas he must be like he's definitely 40s but he was doing bill and ted when i was like a baby so you know he must be getting on a bit he must be 40 maybe even 50 but he looks good he's you know he's like proper in his philosophies he's proper like a thinker you know he he doesn't just do the hollywood thing and use himself up and and you know rant away or whatever he's a thoughtful guy he's got big insights so i i agree i think it matches keanu hopefully it's a real thing that he said and even if it wasn't i think it still stands that people um, that it's a, there's something to aspire to is to not bite at an argument when it when it's presented to you and and I'm not currently there yet I'm getting better I, I'm not quite at the point where I can say good for you man because I feel like I'm damaging myself you know like I've got to represent myself well let's see Sergio is calling in Sergio Sergio are you calling in to talk about Keanu Reeves Who knows? Can you hear me? hello how's it going yeah I'm doing well how are you doing I'm all right thanks I see you say we're still on Keanu here. People love him because he's such a down-to-earth, lovely person. You're a fan, I take it. Well, I mean, yeah. No, I, I just, I just wanted to. Um, yeah, yes, Sabir, I am the new host. I had my first show yesterday. Um, no, I mean, I, I just joined because you know I wanted to uh, to chime in with um, with what, what was it you were talking about getting into debates and actually. Yes. I just wanted to, because I was talking a lot um, yesterday in my show about gaming and, uh, you know, using games in schools, which can be... video games? Yeah, well, video games and also tabletop RPGs like Dungeons & Dragons. Wow. That can be a very controversial thing for people that just aren't in that and don't understand it because i'm a massive i'm very nerdy and so and i love bringing my hobbies into um into my job and well, I, I feel like I'm, I'm meeting a kindred spirit here joe i i don't know if you've listened to this show before you may probably probably haven't to be fair but um it's i'm i'm a fellow geek a fellow fan of, of all of the things you're talking about. I'm not. I haven't gone into D and D yet, but I'm certainly very curious about. It. More of a risk, risk man. T- was it um, tr- Catan as well? Um, all kinds of things. So I'm a big fan of all the things you're saying. But um, yes, funnily, what you're saying though about that in and how people handle it, how people handle their differences. On the topic today of talking about couples, now that would be again something you probably wouldn't. If you were in a you were in a staff game of like, right, we're going to do this thing together. As soon as a couple's thrown in, I think that knocks the table a little bit. That's what do you think? I mean, I mean, I am I'm single, so I wouldn't know about um, playing with partners. But I guess you yeah. know, you can still consider it, Joe. You can still be aware of these possibilities. Come on, don't hold back. I guess people, because it's family, I guess people let their restraints go a bit and maybe there might be a bit more restraints and uh, there might be a bit more strength if they were 
playing yeah, indeed because there's more of a possibility of them losing that friendship than they are sort of losing their family members uh this they can you know if you get laced in controversy good to have you on joe by the way um i hope your show went went well yesterday i will i will absolutely go back and listen because I, I, if it's a show on gaming listen i'm gonna i'm gonna be there so that yeah. sounds awesome here's the thing on, on the topic today then you provide you could provide a unique insight and um, perhaps you you know you might have no reflections on it in that it might just not bother you at all and hopefully that's the case but from a single perspective as a teacher um do you ever find like, do you ever find there's a there's a barrier there? Is there any issues come up in the staff room from from because it's I think in it teaching is one of these jobs that some people can assume, you know, there's there's partners and kids and la 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 la. Do you are you sometimes perceived as younger or anything like that? Do you think um, for that status? Um, I mean, I perhaps I used to be when I started, but I mean at the moment I'm um, we're all sort of in my current school. <laughs> most of the staff are in their 20s and 30s so uh it's cool. actually, it's actually not too bad but i do i do remember in one of my first jobs the first time i talked about getting minecraft education edition into school mm-hmm. and some of the rea- horrified reactions that i had to that <laughs> Why? You know, we need more of that thinking, though. We do need more of that thinking because the thing is, what you're tapping into there is creativity, 3D modeling, 3D space, you know, visualizing loads of artistic and creative and structural kind of skills you can tap on. But you you need it's that kind of thing we need. But it's that it's that reaction as well that unfortunately is what we're dealing with. You know, that's it's very hard, I think, to get people out of their comfort zone, depending on your audience. Now, if you're in a school of 20 and 30 year olds, that's a you know it's quite i would argue it's quite a unique perspective for many of us because i'm usually i'm in a school where it's kind of 40s to 50s generally speaking i'm I'm one of the younger staff and i'm i'm no spring chicken um so yeah it's it's interesting but well done you for bringing it in how has that gone have you established minecraft with your school i mean um it's sort of gone gone in and out of it what's happened in my current school is we did start using it as soon as i joined last year i started september 2020 but then we kind of and i i think this is fair we wanted to sort of um reduce the number of uh, and limit the number of screens and things we used off because we were on zoom so much during the january to march lockdown so mm-hmm. it's kind of fallen uh it's kind of been um not not gone on but uh, certainly at the start of the year i had weekly sessions where i would um do computing uh, lessons and a lot of that would be on minecraft using the code um the code builder and um you know red redstone circuits for those that don't know that's like electronic circuits in minecraft and things so i would that's very cool that and yeah as I, as I say some other members of staff think I'm mad doing that um not 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 in my current school but in previous schools until I sort of explained to them and showed them what was possible with it and then it's same with parents as well sometimes you know their kids all go home and instead of telling them what they actually did with Minecraft, what they actually learned, the piece of computer code they learned, they'll just say, oh, we played Minecraft today. Yes, <laughs> yes. Stab you in the back after all of that good hard effort. They turn, <laughs> turn on you with mum and dad. That's a classic. Yes, yeah. true. 
Um, so, so you have to deal with parent kind of uh, kind of understanding as well, really. Yeah, when you when you explain it to them, most people do understand. There's some that that still against it. Um, but yeah. I, I I have a feeling that after an explanation, par- parents would actually be more on board than a lot of teachers. I think with teachers where they would probably appreciate the visuals, they go, that's great. That looks amazing. What a lovely thing to use. I think they would, it'd be, you'd be very hard pushed to get somebody who's not kind of a gamer to be confident rolling that out with the class. Yeah. Um, I only know as a music teacher, you know, it's hard enough to get them to roll out some xylophones, you know, <laughs> with a, a million and one questions, or, or say, you know, even in, in languages with French and stuff. And I'm a quite a reluctant French teacher because I'm not well-versed in it. But, you know, it's that element of not knowing something well, but, but having to kind of present it to a class with confidence is hard to do. But it certainly can be done. It's a case of training, isn't it? Yeah, and also I, I know several people who are not gamers that successfully use Minecraft in school. And there's a funny story, actually. I, I said this on my show yesterday. Um, there was a uh, female, female teacher who's not a gamer but was really interested in exploring using Minecraft in school. And she uh, started off. She booted it up. She had no idea really what she was doing. And her students dug a hole. She fell in the hole. The students built over the hole, trapping her in. Ah, That's amazing. Um, However, she could have given up then and there because that was like really demoralizing for her. (laughs) She didn't. And that is but that's an amazing that's a funny thing though isn't it in that there's kind of two ways you could take that and if you were nervous and anxious and you'd you were worrying about that it could really stress you out and be one of those things that just you're like right we're never going back there but then if you were if you're relaxed about it or perhaps if you come from a more confident point of view in this in the first instance you'd kind of respect it like you kind of be like good job guys you've actually done pretty well there to you know to get a handle on the system well enough that you can actually trap my character <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. Very, very good. Um, right. Love it, Sir Joe. Um, so tell us your slot then, fellow Teachers Talk Radio host. What time can we find you? Um, so um, I did my first show yesterday, sir, the Saturday lunchtime show. Um, I'm Next Saturday, nice. I'm uh, actually at a, um, uh, there's this, uh, cl- uh, there's a um, Minecraft. I can tell where this is going. You're not on next Saturday. You're breaking our, our listener hearts. Wait, what are you on? The next one after that? Or are you on some other time next weekend? Yeah, so next show will be the uh, 23rd of October, Saturday lunchtime. 23rd of October with Sergio. Um, awesome, awesome. Did you, How did it go for you yesterday? Before I, before I say goodbye, how was it? All right? I think it went all right. Yeah. Good stuff, good stuff. Well, I will tune in. I will give it a listen. It's good to have you on the airways, and thank you for your awesome contributions. I will now... Well, you know what? I'll be well up for this Minecraft in education, but I will also equally be fearing being buried by my children um, while while on it. So thank you for that um, little insight. Have a wonderful rest of your day, Joe. All right. Thanks, Graham. Cheers. So there you 
have Sergio. I think I will always refer to you as Sergio, by the way, because I just love that username. Um, yes, talking about some gaming in schools, which, to be honest, I could get well into that. Um, I, I will be listening back to his podcast from yesterday, his Teachers Talk radio show from yesterday, um, to hear more about the wonders of gaming and teaching. It's something I would love to bring in, but with my slightly more established st staff, like I say, in my own um, setting, there's, they're, they're generally a little bit older, the, the teachers. Generally speaking, we do have younger teachers. We have some, some older ones as well. But they, they can be a hard sell when it comes to radical new thinking. Um, and so, you know, but it, it's not to say it can't be done. I think all teachers in their nature want to do new things, but it's just sometimes to break the habit. You just need, you need to give them the confidence. It's a case of training, I think. It's a case of training to give them the confidence. And then teachers will do all things. I don't think it matters about their age, but it's really a thing of training them well enough. And that is where I think often we can lack. And actually, I've got to catch myself there in that I was almost palming down. It, I was palming it off to age. And actually, it isn't age. It's about, it's about having the training and the funding. And I think often people don't lean into that enough when schools will start um you know a new program or they want to teach a new fancy ict curriculum but they don't spend you know more than one day training and building up and get giving teachers time to experiment with the software instead they give them you know a staff meeting after school with some very confident person who knows how to use it and then says off you go it's not enough it's not enough and that's fair that that's not enough we have to represent ourselves on that one so it's not down to age people i take that kind of inference back from what I was saying that before. I absolutely know some of the older teachers in my own setting and many people I know would be well up for um, better, new, amazing things if they were trained appropriately. Um, and they just aren't always. We are at half an hour into the show, half 11 on Sunday, the 10th of October, 10th of the 10th, 2021th. Um, yes, 10th of October. I hope you're all doing well. We are half an hour into the show, so we're going to take a little break. We're going to hear the news, the latest education news um, sourced from Gail Glenn of Teachers Talk Radio. And then we're going to have a little word from our sponsors. And then we're going to head back and really get into this topic of couples in teaching or not. Because I want to hear from you if you have a partner who's a teacher, whether they're in the same school or not. Those are different viewpoints, which I'd love to hear about. Partners who are not teachers and how that works, the conflicts and issues and things that go, go well and things that don't. Because I think we could all do with a break from the job sometimes. And those of us with partner teachers could all look fondly sometimes to thinking, imagine coming up, just switching off entirely and not even having the possibility of teaching come up in, in a conversation. Um... I want to hear from you if you're single in teaching and you have some reflections on that. If you're divorced through the period of teaching, if you've had a, a you know, that's a tricky one. I actually have have friends who I can kind of, um, you know, who I know have had some experience there as well. It's tricky. It's tricky. It's tricky. We're going to get into that in a moment. First, um, I've got some great comments coming in here from Mal CPD and Tom Rogers. I am going to, well, I don't know why Tom gets his full name and Mal gets Mal CPD. I'm going to say Mal CPD and Rogers History 1. <laughs> Um, right, hold on. We are going to have the news adverts, then we're going to get into this topic of relationships in the staff room. Right or wrong, you tell me. Oh, that was going to be so smooth. There it is. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and this is Teachers Talk Radio News. This is your latest Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn.
According to a report for BBC News, inspectors have stated that schools in Wales must improve teaching of Welsh and Black, Asian and minority ethnic histories and cultures. The new curriculum in Wales, set to be rolled out in secondary schools in 2023, requires that all children are taught about racism and BAME communities. The report which was released by Eston and commissioned by the Welsh Government said that teachers needed more professional support. It found that schools in multicultural areas were better at teaching the histories of BAME individuals and communities. Claire Morgan, Chief Inspector for Eston said, the Black Lives Matter movement renewed focus on anti-racism education and the teaching of black, Asian and minority ethnic history and culture. She added, it's clear that more needs to be done to ensure that teaching and learning represents all of Wales's communities and their international connections. Eston did, however, find many examples where schools were effectively teaching Welsh history and the contributions of ethnic minority individuals in their curriculum. In England, the Education Secretary, Nadim Sahawi, has confirmed that masks could return to schools, but that there will be no return of bubbles. Nadim Sahawi told Sky News, so the good news is that, and thanks to the brilliant teachers and support staff and parents and children, 99% of schools are open. Attendance has gone up. The last set of figures I looked at was about 90%. That will obviously fluctuate depending on infection rates, but my priority is to protect education and keep those schools open. He added that he had contingency plans including the wearing of masks, but said, I don't want to return to bubbles because actually you saw the fall off in attendance, which really does harm mental well-being and mental health of children. This has been your daily education news briefing. Need support with your phonics teaching? Did you know Oxford University Press now has three DfE-validated programmes to help you? Read Write Ink Phonics, Floppies Phonics, and the brand new Essential Letters and Sounds. Essential Letters and Sounds will get all your children reading well, quickly, using phonics books you may already have in your classroom. Developed by the Knowledge Schools Trust English Hub, it's affordable, easy to use, and makes teaching phonics with letters and sounds more effective. Whatever your school's phonics needs, Oxford has the solution. To find out more and receive support from your expert local educational consultant, visit oxfordprimary.com forward slash phonics. Hello everyone and welcome to the History Hotline, the hottest line for all things black history and beyond. I'm your host, Deanna Lynn Cook, making space for honest conversations about black British, Caribbean and African history. Here to teach you all the things left out of your school books. Make sure you subscribe to the History Hotline on all good podcast platforms. Follow us on social media at the History Hotline on Instagram and at the History HL on Twitter to find out about new upcoming episodes. Do you struggle with people pleasing? 
Is it a constant battle managing different and difficult personalities? Why not inspire, challenge and empower your team through the Mal CPD Essential Coaching Skills for School Leaders course? Or gain practical skills to become a strong and compassionate leader through the assertive leadership and the emotionally intelligent leader courses? All Mal CPD courses are accredited by the Institute of Leadership and Management. Find out more at www.malcpd.com. Live from London, this is the Sunday Brunch with Graham Collin on Teachers Talk Radio. And today we are talking about relationships in the staff room. I accidentally said earlier relationships on the playground and that sounds <laughs> terribly different and wrong. So it's relationships in the staff room between staff. Should you work with a partner? Should it be allowed for you to work with a partner? Or is it generally just too problematic and too wrong? We are live from London. This is the Sunday Brunch with Graham Collin on Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live at ttradio.org or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TT Radio. Tune in, talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio. Welcome to Teachers Talk Radio with me, Graham Collum. It's an interactive talk platform where you can drop your comments and even call in and get on get on the line to me if you have your own thoughts about relationships in the staff room, people. And not just, not just, that's kind of a starting point, relationships in the staff room. Um, but there's a lot of other versions I'd like to speak about today. I'd like to speak about if your partner is not a teacher and how that goes. Um, Tom Rogers brought up a really good point about if your partner isn't a teacher, there's going to be that point where I think maybe this is me being biased, you know, because they obviously there's a million jobs that are exhausting and they're going to really wear you out. But I there's going to be that point where they they might not fully get how knackered you are, you know, at, especially say at this point right now, I'm talking specifically October 2021. It's wild. Tom Rogers comments specifically, he says, I think people who don't have a partner teacher, they can sometimes not understand how tired, how tired a teacher can get. And that is that is a really good point. It's I can so envision that myself, just so you know, full disclosure, partner is a teacher. And pretty much as long, well, entirely the time I've been teaching, I've been together with my partner. So, um, you know, I, I don't have have the most shocking viewpoint um, on to to kind of share with. But I have a lot. Obviously, I know a lot of people with different view, views and different setups. And even the view of ours has always been that we would never work in the same school. And we kind of jokingly always get that get that in quite early off the bat if we meet if we meet someone new and say oh you're both teachers do you work in the same school we're like no not in a million years do you know what i mean no, like hell no that's would never happen um because to, from my viewpoint perhaps it's immature perhaps it reflects poorly on me my viewpoint is it just you know i wouldn't fancy delivering an inset with my wife there and or chasing her up for assessment data or having to sit and you know share ideas with my partner there and the thing you know about how to heighten the learning experience it's just for me there's a comfort i want to enjoy my home life separately to my work life but with that said i'm also aware i do have a bit of a i think within myself I have a bit of a professional kind of barrier in that i'm not usually one to suggest hanging out with teachers that i know i keep it quite professional 
And that's a problem. I, th- I respect those teachers who are better at bridging their home and school lives. So perhaps that's part of it. Maybe I just need to get my partner on staff. Um, there is the element from a leadership perspective. If you have a couple on staff, that certainly poses some problems when it comes to one of them having trouble. Maybe you're going to have a serious chat with one of them and say, this isn't going very well. What about if, you know, there, there's some there's some kind of further elements here that we're going to get into. And, and I put a tweet out actually in the week about um, being in a relationship in in schools and what's other people's experience. And there's, it's interesting. There's some interesting feedback has come back. There's some quite defensive actually. And I, I'm going to have some guesses about those that are being defensive. Let's see. Mal has dropped some lovely comments in here. She, say, she says, I think it's difficult for non-teachers to understand how much of yourself goes into the job. This is the thing. But I know when we say that, it sounds like exclusive. It sounds maybe like martyr, martyristic, you know, um, like we're, but, it, but I think it's true. I do, compared to some other jobs, like I've worked loads of other jobs. I've worked in factories, I've worked in offices, I've worked, you know, in the job center, I've worked in a call center, worked tons of other jobs. And I can honestly say teaching did does stand up for me as particularly exhausting. But obviously, there are certain jobs which I wouldn't compare myself to because I don't have the experience. I would never argue it out with a doctor or a nurse. I'd never argue it out with um, a laborer, you know, with a builder. It's a different type of exhaustion, isn't it? Is it? But you're full on all the time. I don't know. I, I wouldn't presume. Um, but there is that element of if your partner is not a teacher, that's, that could be very tricky, I think. That could pose, you know, two years down the line into a relationship, three or four, five years down the line into a relationship, establishing, do you get how knackered I am right now? You know, that could be tricky. Um, so I ask you guys, what's your teacher setup? What's your partner setup? Do you have a partner setup or are you a single teacher? How's that going? Um, and would you consider working with your partner? Let's see. Mal always has gone on, gone on, gone on to say, Tim and I, that's her partner, um, always said that till a job came I always said that till a job came up at my school. Dun, dun, dun. Twist from Mal. So she always said, um, did, what did I say, Mal? Sorry, she's correcting me to say husband. Did I say partner or something? Her recent husband. Where's my celebration klaxon? Hold on. <laughs> Where is it? Recent, recent married couple, Tim and Mal. Come on, sound effect. Woo-hoo. Congratulations. Newlyweds, many happy returns. You heard it here first on the Sunday brunch with Graham Collum. Um, so no, but I'm curious as to the comment though. Tim and I always said that they wouldn't work together until a job came up at your school. Mal, you got to tell me more. You got to tell me more. How did that go? Was it good? Was it terrible? Um, I'm curious. Uh, share obviously at your own volition uh, as you wish. Sobia says, I prefer talking to non-teachers. Give me some respite. Now, this is important, Sobia. You've really touched on a key point here about the non-teacher element that I think teachers need, I would argue, but obviously feel free to choose your own friends and partners. Um, but there is that element of my, myself. My brother once introduced me to a, a process he has with his wife where they, they call it a red card system. Right. And so if we go around, so my, myself, my partner, both teachers, himself and his partner, both teachers. And so we'll be sat around chatting and sometimes school comes up, yada, yada. Oh, what the staff, you know, isn't that a lot? Oh, I'm knackered at the moment, all this stuff going on. And they'll say red card. And it's like, you stop talking about school right now. 
<laughs> it's a, it's actually a quite a helpful system and it also it kind of deals with any awkwardness of like saying can we not talk about that right now you know and if you say that then people might raise an eyebrow oh this person is very happy they're not having a good time at work it's a bit a bit different whereas if you have an established red card system that when that you just don't talk about work too much or if you feel it's basically the the system is is that just when you sense you've been talking about work too much, somebody needs to say red card and you move on the conversation. It's a bit of a block to conversation, of course, because sometimes you might want to get into it. You might feel, you know, I want to offload a bit and I want to have this chat with people who understand. Um, and when somebody busts out a red card, it can be a little bit, oh, you're basically saying you, you won't enjoy my conversation and basically you've just told me to shut up. <laughs> But I do think I do think there's a place for a red card system. I think the rules of the red card system could be reviewed. I think that maybe um, you should only really apply it to yourself or your partner. Because say if if I'm talking to 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 my to my sister-in-law and we're relating about oh this is tricky, isn't it? This is going on our work, and then my brother is like red cards. Our conversation well, that seems a little bit seems a little bit um, not not toward if you ask me. Classic Graham moment. Drop my phone. Did you hear it? Did you hear? It? That's like a little Easter egg. I drop in my show every now and again. If you hear the phone drop, you know, well done. Um, here's, here's a little break while I pick up my phone. I got it. So I dropped my phone, and and now it's it's totally um bailed on me but that's all right that's all right it's all good um Seema is in the comments good to see you Seema um glad to have you here on Sunday morning live in the room she says I agree Sobia I think it comes down to communication for your partner to understand work and tiredness the thing is you know it's true that of course every individual and every couple you're going to have your conversations about how tired you are and understanding each other and that's always going to be uh, even if you're both teachers you've got to have that moment where you're like you know i need a moment um that comes up but you know what is what could be the problem with the teacher partner situation is the is the like it's the it's the understanding that actually it's just kind of part of the nature of the job sometimes and that yeah, I don't know. I think I think we could bury ourselves a hole there with uh, as teachers because we kind of expect, oh, we're going to be more tired. But the other person may well. What about when they're really knackered and they're like, I am as tired. I am, <laughs> you know, like you've got to. It's there's something there to get into. Uh, my notes have vanished. So alas, I'm I'm winging it now, guys. I'm winging it. And um, good luck to my phone. Um, Mal says, as an NQ team, my mates and I used to go down to the pub every Friday. We gave ourselves 30 minutes to offload about work, then moved on to other convoys. I assume you mean conversations, convos. Um, yes, or maybe they all hopped in separate vehicles and travelled around the roads um, to different pubs. Who knows? Both sound great and both are equally possible with Mal. So um, that's a good one. I like that. I do think it's important to offload. So I think that's a good one. Giving it the um, giving it the thirty minutes, I think that's a healthy one. Even an hour, if you're on a long hangout, you know, if you're in for the, if you're, must, what's the lumbering down in a pub for the long haul, um, you know, sometimes I'd say these days you need an hour to get into it with fellow teachers. Um, you know what I have experienced with partners with friends who, so friend in my school whose partner is not a teacher, and when we go and hang out, 
often not by my own. I'm quite conscious of separating school from my life. So I like to go off and chat about other things. But sometimes, obviously, chat will come up. And and also, when you're out of school, you can talk really honestly about stuff with your teacher friends. Because I, again, I have this professional thing where when I'm in the building, even with people who I'm really good friends with, I don't offload too much. Because I'm always a little bit like, well, someone might come around the corner, someone might hear what I'm saying, I've got a loud voice. You know, so when we are out of school, we end up talking loads about teacher things. Oh, yeah, this and, and kind of all the gossip of staff roomy things. You can finally get into it when you're outside of school. But the partners there, they're not a teacher. And even my partner teaches a different school, so can't connect. And so sometimes it's a bit I have to acknowledge, you know, every kind of five minutes. I'm like, sorry, I know this isn't kind of interesting for you guys and you move on. But I think truly they must be like, please, can we talk about something else? Please, let's talk about the latest Marvel movies talk about james bond you know um this is this is why we invited you around graham why are you talking about school um you know it's a tricky one i don't know i i you know how much do we allow ourselves to get to go off on it how much is it a good thing so but then the other thing is at the moment so partner teacher i'm also a teacher you know fridays we come in we rant about work because uh, we're all knackered and we're getting used up and burning the candle at both ends and then we fall asleep and you think it would be good sometimes if one of us was not a teacher to be like, right, let's go to the pub. You know, let's get let's get up, get in the car and take you to the cinema, whatever, you know, and maybe I should just be be that person more. Um, but yeah, it's it's one of those you can kind of sometimes it's, it'd be great to have a non-teacher perspective or just to switch it off you know and i guess we can work to do that um soby says lol but so much of our time goes into work someone laughed at me the other day when i said i had hobbies Ooh, it's a bit um it's a bit going for you isn't it soby i'd pick them up on that you absolutely do have hobbies will you hear about them you, you're a teacher talk radio fellow host sobia i'm like laughing at your hobbies how very dare they i hope you 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 tore them a new one sobia um you absolutely have those you know you have those hobbies thank you uh, i can see a number of, of of fellow hosts in the room here mal's in here and um, she has the wonderful monday morning show monday breakfast show um glad to have you back by the way mal miss you for a few weeks there sir joe still on the air glad to have you too um tom rogers is in captain of teachers talk radio ship and fellow host khalil's in the room good to see you khalil i'm 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 glad to see um you're here with us i hope that the boy is napping in your case khalil if you don't know him you want to follow him on twitter for his um for his father father experience um i always love seeing that and following it along being in the background he says like a creeper um not yet trying to time it well oh i'm also hoping that our guy is going to be asleep right now given given my fellow other half teacher person um a bit of a rest as well so there we go there we go right let me let me see if i can revive my phone I'm going to resuscitate it here beside me um and and see if we can get back to some of these points I would love to hear from, so experiences I'm aware of, it, divorce in teaching, I feel is a bit of a taboo in that it shouldn't be, but I can imagine that process would be very hard in a school as well. Now, when I was growing up in a Catholic school, and I, this was primary school for me, one of our teachers at the time was divorced, and it was in a Catholic school, and it was controversy. And looking back on it now, it's awful, like how it was allowed to be treated that way. It was almost, I think it was newspaper worthy, weirdly, like what a awful local newspaper that is. But I, maybe it was, maybe it was like a newsletter my mum had or something. I don't know. Um, but I think it came up in like the local news that, oh, you know, 
there was this divorce teacher in a Catholic school because it's like controversial. Being in a Catholic school, you're not supposed to get, get divorced. But really, you think that shouldn't be a part of your job. That's entirely your, per- your personal life. It shouldn't reflect at all. Like whatever you do in your personal life, you could be, well, <laughs> you could be anything in your personal life. But as soon as you go into the job, that's your job. But we talked about this before, didn't we, with Matt Hancock and, and about how much jobs cross our personal life should go into our job and how much or how much it should not. Is it right that, uh, you know, if we do certain things in our personal life, should it come back and um, and get us? Or should it be okay to be like, no, you know, I I go to, uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know what I'm allowed to say on it. <laughs> I was going to say, like, this is not obvious. This is not me speaking, but I'm saying, what's the word hypothetically right uh, this absolute i feel like i'm gonna dig myself a hole here hypothetically if i like went to strip clubs at the weekend does that mean i couldn't be a good teacher maybe to be honest because there's an element of of you know valuing sexism degrading i don't know i don't know it's, it, there's a lot there's a lot to get into you tell me call in and fill in the silence <laughs> i feel like by the end of this show i'll, I'll be I'll be dealing with the fallout of it. Mao says, I remember one of our teachers called Ms, not Miss, and that caused controversy. Um, (laughs) Says of all the examples. Honestly, in my head, Khalil, there was that or being a drug dealer. That was the two. (laughs) Those are the two examples of of a controversial decision in my private life. What are the most likely controversial things? (laughs) Sorry, should we take a break? Hold on. Um, Sobia brings back the sobering point that our lives, our private lives are confidential. They are, aren't they? But are they? You know, they they should be. I would change that comment to our private lives are supposed to be confidential. But the thing is, this is a world of social media. Things are, (laughs) Khalil says, the classic conundrum to deal drugs or go to the strip club. Tom, tell me now, if this is not appropriate for the Sunday brunch on Teachers Talk Radio, tell me now. It probably isn't. Maybe I should move us on a little bit. Um, Private lives are supposed to be confidential, but they're not always because we're on social media. We say, I know I say things on on social media. It's public. People, if people want to take issue with it, they can. Hey, I'm on Teachers Talk Radio talking about (laughs) dealing drugs on on the middle of Sunday. So, um, you know, if somebody wants to pull me up on it in in school, I know that they can. And so there's not a solid line between private private life and you know they know me as as graham column they know my face they know to see me around town you know if i'm shopping in tesco and i have certain things in my trolley maybe they that will be judged should it come up i know previously um a teacher has been kind of complained about in school because of a driving thing outside and it wasn't even that bad it, it wasn't like they'd hit anyone or that it was just about the way they were driving or maybe there was some aggressive driver I don't know maybe a horn was honked but that was brought into school as a complaint how wrong is that crazy sobia says ridiculous i totally agree but these things do happen like mal says her teacher going teacher being Ms was controversial and um, a divorce in a, in a catholic school was controversial clearly there's some area here where where it's there's not a clear line and so opens the door to this conversation about relationships in the in the in the school and um you know the problems that could come along so talk about um you know promotions 
right? If you are in a school with your partner and you go for a promotion, well, suppose your partner's in SLT or something like that. Maybe, maybe that would be a, a rule. Maybe schools would say, right, SLT can't have other halves in the school because obviously there's going to be a conflict of interest. But you know there's going to be those ones that say, but it'll be fine. You know, I know, I know schools where the head deputy have had affairs with people on the staff. You think that's crazy? Like, in fact, yeah, that's not not even that distant in my memory. We have a call coming in um, from Mal. That's wonderful. Um, tell me when you can hear me, Mal. Glad to have you on the on the airwaves. Hello, hello. hello. Hi, good to have you on. How are you doing? Yeah, fine. I was just brushing something off my screen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you didn't butt dial me, did you? By accident. Oh, no. You break my little heart. Then, yes, well, listen, no. you're on the airwaves now. Now you've got to you got to wing it and say something helpful about. In fact, you because well, you have you an inter- interesting setup. Because um, uh, him and I working Hello. at the same school together. Hello. Yeah, sorry, it cut out for a moment there. I caught that Tim and you working at the oh. same school. Carry on. Yeah, we were working at the same school, and um, yeah, we ended. Uh, the only issue we had um, was that I was a senior leader, and I shared an office with two other assistant principals, and he'd just walk in like it was our front room. Mm. <laughs> he'd just yeah. walk in talking. <laughs> and, and so, like, did you have to have an awkward conversation? Room. Well, it wasn't awkward. It was more kind of, can you just, you know, can you just stop that? <laughs> <laughs> that's but good that's good though but well done you know what i bet your your yeah. fellow colleagues super appreciated that though yes because they 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 were getting annoyed <laughs> I could see and so are you currently working with tim do you currently work in the same vicinity well, i assume you don't well no we um well we both work from home so we right, couldn't work right, 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 together right, right, right. anymore, really, with the kids and with our I think we can let you off if you're, you know. if you're working in the same environment, which is home with your partner. That's that's allowed. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's different, isn't it? You know, it's very different. I mean, there was another time I was running um, coaching training. It was the first time I was doing it at the school. And um, Tim just didn't stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> And what, I, over you? at just what one you? point, I just turned to him and you could see everybody going, oh, yeah, <laughs> man. Him, can you just, <laughs> and he's like, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he should like, know Ooh. better. This no, is great. Well, that's this is great. Him. He this... doesn't stop talking. So, you know. sure enough, sure enough. No, and that, there's a niceness there. And this is the thing. Often a really lovely relationship doesn't convert well to you know, being in the same staff room. Do you know what I mean? And that's the thing is it's it's not necessarily any issue with one thing or the other, but it's just the combination of two things. It's like chocolate's great and steak is great, but you don't put chocolate on steak. <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into it. Call in. <laughs> yeah. No, interesting well, though, but Yes, fair enough, fair enough. Um, I would love to hear further reflections on on the experience you've had of working and then no longer working reflections. But you can type it in the comments, Mal. I know you're a busy person. Feel free to yeah. enjoy enjoy your Sunday. All right, All take right, it easy. You too. Cheers. Bye. Cheers. Bye bye. That was the wrong button. <laughs> Great shame. Oh man. Listen. 
I am loving today. I'm loving it. I feel like I'm surrounded by friends in a, in a really good way. That was supposed to be my chilled out music. I'll give you a second of it. It was supposed to be that, which I'll play after after calls. Um, but alas, you got Graham Shame instead. Um, it is just on the hour, funnily enough. So it's probably time for a news break, ads, and then bum bum bum, Graham Shame. All right, let's get into it. Um, news first. Thank you so much for your call, Mal. Love to hear real experience of how those things go. And um, and yeah, we'll continue with that in just a moment. News, ads, Graham Shame. Let's do this. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and this is Teachers Talk Radio News. This is your latest Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. According to a report for BBC News, Inspectors have stated that schools in Wales must improve teaching of Welsh and Black, Asian and minority ethnic histories and cultures. The new curriculum in Wales, set to be rolled out in secondary schools in 2023, requires that all children are taught about racism and BAME communities. The report which was released by Eston and commissioned by the Welsh Government said that teachers needed more professional support. It found that schools in multicultural areas were better at teaching the histories of BAME individuals and communities. Claire Morgan, Chief Inspector for Eston said, the Black Lives Matter movement renewed focus on anti-racism education and the teaching of black, Asian and minority ethnic history and culture. She added, it's clear that more needs to be done to ensure that teaching and learning represents all of Wales's communities and their international connections. Eston did, however, find many examples where schools were effectively teaching Welsh history and the contributions of ethnic minority individuals in their curriculum. In England, the Education Secretary, Nadim Zahawi, has confirmed that masks could return to schools, but that there will be no return of bubbles. Nadim Zahawi told Sky News, So the good news is that, and thanks to the brilliant teachers and support staff and parents and children, 99% of schools are open. Attendance has gone up. The last set of figures I looked at was about 90%. That will obviously fluctuate depending on infection rates, but my priority is to protect education and keep those schools open. He added that he had contingency plans, including the wearing of masks, but said, I don't want to return to bubbles because actually you saw the fall off in attendance, which really does harm mental well-being and mental health of children. This has been your daily education news briefing. Need support with your phonics teaching? Did you know Oxford University Press now has three DFE validated programs to help you? Read Write Ink Phonics, Floppies Phonics, 
and the brand new Essential Letters and Sounds. Essential Letters and Sounds will get all your children reading well, quickly, using phonics books you may already have in your classroom. Developed by the Knowledge Schools Trust English Hub, it's affordable, easy to use and makes teaching phonics with letters and sounds more effective. Whatever your school's phonics needs, Oxford has the solution. To find out more and receive support from your expert local educational consultant, visit oxfordprimary.com forward slash phonics. Hello everyone and welcome to the History Hotline, the hottest line for all things black history and beyond. I'm your host, Diana Lynn Cook, making space for honest conversations about black British, Caribbean and African history. Here to teach you all the things left out of your school books. Make sure you subscribe to the History Hotline on all good podcast platforms. Follow us on social media at the History Hotline on Instagram and at the History HL on Twitter to find out about new upcoming episodes. Do you struggle with people pleasing? Is it a constant battle managing different and difficult personalities? Why not inspire, challenge and empower your team through the Mal CPD Essential Coaching Skills for School Leaders course or gain practical skills to become a strong and compassionate leader through the assertive leadership and the emotionally intelligent leader courses. All Mal CPD courses are accredited by the Institute of Leadership and Management. Find out more at www.malcpd.com. Yes, it's time for Graham Shame. It's the part of the show I tell you something rubbish I've done in my life so you feel better about your life. That's right. And it has the seal of promise that this is definitely true. Every time I, t- I, I think of new ones of these, when I'm going through the week, there was one that came up this week and I think they get, they get more and more bizarre. I promise you. They, I swear on my own life, on everyone I know's life, and whatever, whatever matters to you in terms of promise, this is a true story, okay? When I was young, I used to have a lisp, okay? Even saying that, I still have to think about how, how, how I pronounce it. I used to have a lisp because my tongue was too long. And a doctor had said this, that my mum my had taken me to this person to see about having this lisp, and it had been established it was because my tongue was too long. And so, lo and behold, as I was getting older, I would fall occasionally and bite my tongue. And there's sometimes there would be a bit of blood and it wasn't very nice. There's one time, it's a bit, it was day out. We went to this, it must be a tractor show or something. All I remember is it was an old tractor, dry, dusty, summery day. Me and my brother were up about on it playing. It was like, you know, it's like a tractor hadn't been moved in ages, like in the ground. We're playing on it as we were supposed to. Um, and I fell off this tractor, bit my tongue, right? Loads of blood, rushed to the hospital, um, they stitch it up. I don't, I don't know how many stitches were in it, but at this point, it was like the third time this had happened um, where they'd bitten it, loads of blood, had to have stitches. Um, and then, but following the event, my lisp had gone. So it can only be concluded that I bit the end of my tongue off at some point when I was, you know, probably about eight, nine years old. Um, but there you go. That's a mini quick Shame. Yes, indeed. I thought I'd do that one quickly because the more I kind of amp it up, I feel like people just aren't going to believe these stories anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, it went. The, I, I can only conclude, I don't know that I bit the end of it off. I never found a little bit of meat by the tractor and thought, oh, 
there's the rest of my tongue um and it wasn't you know it wasn't so significant that it was like there is although when i've shown it i remember in uni i established this that i must have bitten the end of it off and um and i was showing my tongue to people while telling this story and they they were saying you can see you can see like a flat bit on the end of your tongue so there you go there you go khalil also had a lisp as a kid I'm taking that as a as a good omen then for because he is an awesome voice and I quite like my voice as well. So I'm thinking the trick is have a lisp when you're young and then bite it off your fall off a tractor and bite the end of your tongue off. In Khalil's case, conscious training was his solution um, rather than rather than my fortunate misfortune. Yeah, I try. I did do a bit of that. Like, I, you know, I was on my way to managing it. But I think the physical way it was in the way of my teeth. You know, so whenever there was an impact, it was always getting, it was always in danger. It was always in danger just because, yeah, so there you go. Lengthy tongues. <laughs> the things we get into on um, on the Sunday brunch. I love it. I love being here, guys. Thanks thanks for having me and thanks for listening. Um, the topic today is about relationships in the classroom. It's about whether it's whether there's any issues around being in the same school as your partner. I'm going to be honest and say that I think there are. Now, I put a tweet out earlier to say to ask for people's experiences, people's knowledge about, you know, context and ways it can work and all of that. Firstly, there was quite soon before coming on the air, I had a response and I'll let you read into this what you what you like. Here's the comment. Why would partners not be allowed to teach in the same school? Honest question. A little bit defensive, if you ask me. I, I'm going to, I'm going to go out on a limb and says that person teaches with a partner. <laughs> Why would your partners not be allowed to teach in the same school? Honest question. They are, they are allowed. I don't make the law people. I'm just questioning it. I'm just saying it's a bit, it could be a bit interesting, a bit, you know, I think it's a good topic for chat, which clearly has been because I've been rambling on for the last 70 minutes. It turns out, well, hopefully it's a good conversation for chat. I just think it's interesting. Um, other comments were far more wholesome and and useful where when it comes to radio conversation. Um, one person said there are 12 couples, 11 of those married on this person's academic staff. 12 couples on an academic staff. Could you imagine managing that? I'm sorry, if I was ahead, I'd be like, not one of those is coming into my staff room. Not not one person is ever going to bring up to me, oh, I'd like to speak to you about my partner. Or, oh, I, you know, you said this to my other half the other day. You know, you're not doing that in that you, you'd have to really have stringent rules. Um, Sobi says that would be strange. Mal says, wow, indeed. Like, it really is um, a very, very, like, just think of the dynamics that would affect. Surely, you know couples are going to be like going out on little they'll have little double dates and they're going to chat about things more and there's going to be some couples that are closer than other couples and i don't know for me it just all it does really multiply any stuff that might be i guess a bit awkward or weird to begin with or and it also kind of challenges for me i i said earlier in the show how i'm i'm a little bit over professional sometimes it takes me a long long time if ever to kind of meet with people outside of school if i work with them i keep it very very professional um but I think that's why maybe this area for me is a bit unusual in that it's all if any as soon as you bring a couple into workplace, it like it crosses that line of of definite clear professionalism and it becomes a sometimes will, sometimes won't. Let's have a little look. Some of these comments have been coming in. Um Mal says, Oh, her youngest um, might have a bit of a lisp. And he has a lisp and bit his tongue badly the other day. Oh, interesting. Well I'm also the youngest in my family, Mal, so it could well be something to do with the youngest kid with a long tongue. Um well, you know, get him on those tractors. Get him playing. 
You want to take him to a park every day. Hey, go try climbing that wall. See how that goes. <laughs> the list will soon be dealt with. Don't worry about it. Um, Sobia says that that would be strange. Oh, that's about the staff. Um, Mal says, what if one partner is brilliant and the other is awful at work? Thank you, Mal. That is exactly kind of what I've been thinking around, but haven't thought to say up to this point. What if there's a problem with managing one of the partners, but not the other one? And even more so if the other is brilliant. If one is amazing, you know, they're like the one who's going to be leading the inset and you want to send on special training things and disseminate stuff to staff and blah, blah, blah. But the other one is like has support measures and is getting tons of obs. I just don't know. And like I said, it may well be a reflection on me. I don't know that it that that can work well. I don't know that any level of professionalism is going to, because you know, sometimes if you have a bit of an awkward chat, maybe you're pulled up about something and you're a bit unhappy about it, whatever, you've got you got to be in your bonnet for a few days, right? And sometimes you just deal with that in your own way, you process it, you have a few days, you just mind your own business, blah, blah, blah. Well, when your partner's in the building, well, that's then multiplied, isn't it? And it's kind of the rightness and wrongness of whether the partner might be a little bit annoyed on your behalf or a little bit defensive, or maybe then annoyed at that. So staff member had to go at you, but now the now your partner's annoyed at them and that's unprofessional that's crossing a line they shouldn't it's, there should be nothing to, to do with them but naturally it's gonna come up at home because what do we do when we're stressed at work we go home we rant to our partner about it and they go hey you know i understand and you know don't worry about it those people are just being silly i'll tell you what um is a is something which i see as a real quality if you have a partner teacher who's in a different school and i think this is important is that you can always truly have your partner's back if you don't work there so and the same way my partner with me if i come home and i'm like oh this person's winding me up they are going to assume i am right whether whether the now the person who i'm saying wound me up could well have been totally right and i may be wrong and that it's totally unfair that i feel that way but it's good for a partner just to allow you know i mean just so you can open it all up and get into it and rah -rah, have your rant and they go, oh yeah, that sounds really bad and go off. And even if it turns out that wasn't quite well placed, it's better rather than, you know what I wouldn't like to come home and be like, oh, this person spoke to me about this day. It really wound me up, blah, blah, blah. And then my partner to be like, oh, well, they are really good at their job though. And you know, they did do that really good thing last week. I'm like, you know what? I don't want you defending them. I just want you to imagine they're rubbish because I'm telling you they're rubbish. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I think there's a benefit to, even if you're both teachers, partner being in one school, you being in the other. Like when my wife says to me about problems she has in school, she says someone's rubbish. Well, I'm on board. They're rubbish. Do you know what I mean? And let's do this. Let's get into this chat. Tell me how rubbish they are. Let's ride this wave of, of getting into this other person. Just because, you know, your feelings are valid and it's healthy to have someone to rant with. I don't want the reality of it. I don't want you to tell me how good they are as a teacher, actually, and how well they worked with one kid. You know, do you see what I'm saying? Like, I don't think it's, it, sometimes I think it's a benefit of a partner to just be that kind of, you know, be be there for you rather than, sometimes you don't want the reality and the real, you don't want to know the whole picture from your partner. You just want to rant it out. Does that make sense? Mal says, totally get that. I'm um, glad, 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 um, you know, um, somebody's on board with that one. Um, let's have a little, so there's those 12, 12, 12, Blah, sorry, I'm falling over my words here. 12 couples in one school, that is just totally wild. And I, I couldn't imagine the problems that could come from that. But who am I to say? Maybe, you know, if you want to call in and defend a multi-couple school. There was another comment of like four um, people who are in the same school. 
my one of my favorite ones only because it's interesting and i guess it kind of plays into maybe my suspicions of it all um here's a comment from somebody on the same twitter thread i my twitter is at graham colin vo if you're interested in following these things um and the tweet was about how do you move between professional and real you is your partner a a teacher could or should partners be allowed to teach in the same school um so here's a comment i worked at school as at the same school as husband for 13 years, right? So that's three different schools they worked in, but every time they're getting, I guess, employed as a couple or something, or I guess one moves there first and then the other one goes in. I don't know how that works, but somehow um, this commenter has worked at the same school as their husband for 13 years. This year, they both left. I was not allowed to apply for promotion as he was SLT. And so in inverted commas, it would not be ethical. I'd been in promoted post previously for years and had moved sideways, not allowed to move back. Now, for me, with the inverted commas of the you can't be promoted because it would not be ethical, the inverted commas there speak to me a little bit with some tone and that this person is not happy that they couldn't get promoted. Um, And the partner there is on SLT as well, which we've mentioned earlier is a little bit of a controversial starting point um for me that in its that as on its lone tweet justifies the problem and the discussion point here should it be that partners just shouldn't work together you know like you even have it in politics don't you? you have people whose partners are the lead on some board of some company or ceo of some company and then the partner gets them a contract in the government it's wrong it's just, it is wrong. I'm sorry. There's no different ways of cutting it. As far as I'm concerned, even if they're the best one for the job, it shouldn't be to the benefit of the partner in anything. If they, if they are the best one for the job, which by the way, they never are, um, then, you know, there should be a lot more to it. Uh, yes, indeed. I could get into that for quite a while. Let's have a little look. Uh, Mal says totally get that about when I was saying about teachers that just being able to rant for a while and but then mal says but it helped that i knew the situation at school as i was able to alleviate alleviate tim's paranoia okay so perhaps where her right so where her partner would be ranting it helps to understand the situation a little bit because you can bring a better dynamic perhaps perhaps i think i maybe it just might be a me thing right just yeah just do like to i just want to like get into it you know and so i guess sometimes i probably milk it a bit like when i see friends who like don't understand certain contexts i'll be like oh this was really bad la la, la. and actually it probably wasn't that bad it's just me being over dramatic or something um who knows but yeah that that one about working with partner firstly why are you working as the same school your partner in three different schools for 13 years straight call in tell me if you're listening um i think that's a bit i so another couple who i know who had a bit of an odd process of they'd work in separate schools but then one would move into the same school as the other one and then one would move to a different school because it wasn't working well but then after about a year or two the other one would move into that school they're divorced now so it didn't go well it was never good it was it, it wasn't it was one of those it was a situation you from the outset you're like and and the teaching in the same schools was part of it because with hindsight, with the divorce, blah, 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 and all that, and how you know the people. I knew at the time, said it at the time, because I'm good with with analyzing relationships, but it was a control thing. It was because one partner wanted to know where the other partner was all the time and wanted to have a kind of hand in all the things the other partner was doing. And, you know, it's not healthy, but it's just another reason 
that it's not great for partners to be in the same school. So listen, I'll set out my shop. We got 10 minutes until I'm, I'm axed off the air. <laughs> um, and, and I'm going to set my shop out and say, I think it's not good. I think that teaching in the same place as your partner is not a good thing. I think it can work with very mature and very professional people. Um, probably more mature and professional than myself. And I'm really quite professional. Um, but I think, yeah, I think it can work in some limited, but I think the concept in general is fraught with with problems. And and I think some of the examples we've heard through today are kind of our testament to that. I think that, and I think on that basis, it should be rarer is really what I mean, is it should be like a really rare thing to have partners work together. But to have 30, what was it, 13 in one school and then another one with four. And then, you know, my current one has one and all the people in the room seem to know one or, or you know, have, be, have been aware of one in, in the recent past. You know, it's really, really common. Um, and I guess, you know what the, the troublesome part is, is I guess as soon as you say, come along for an interview to someone who's a partner of someone on the staff. And if they're a good, if they're a respected member of the staff, they're a quality teacher, they've been there a long time established and their partner come in for an interview. I always think, and again, it probably reflects badly on me. I always think that, you know, that your hands are kind of tied. Like, isn't that going to be a problem for you? If you're an amazing staff member, you reject their partner who's applying for the job. And sorry if you can hear creaking stairs, by the way, <laughs> that is activity in the house. Good times. But, you know, isn't that a potential problem? Yeah, we didn't employ your partner. She wasn't quite cut out for the school. And um, let's have a little look at the comments. Sobia says, no, there's no need to work in the same school. I agree. Um, do you think I'm being too harsh, though, Sobia? Mal, perhaps with your experience, you might think it's unfair to, to kind of tar it all with a single brush. Um, like I say, I think it can work, but I, oh, let's have a little look. We've got Leonia um, calling. Oh, it's gone. It's gone. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. I'm... They're gone. They're gone. I think it was another butt dial maybe. Um, so what do you think? Is it, is, it, is it a problem? I think it should not be a thing in general. I think it needs to be incredibly professional. But the thing is, teachers need to, I think an employer needs to have the option of saying no in the interview. And I don't know. I know it's always very easy to be like, oh, yeah, they interviewed really well. We've employed them. Oh, wasn't that convenient? I don't know. Couldn't there, if there was somebody else who was slightly better for the job and interviewed slightly better, but they weren't the other half of a really great staff member, who's going to get the job? The person who's the best for the job or the person who's attached to the really, maybe, you know, the person who's attached to the staff member is fine. They're good. They, you know, they'll do the job. But the other one was actually had a, you know, if they were neutral, the other one would get the job. But now you've got a partner on the staff. Would that other one still get the job? I guess that's what I'm posing to you. Let's see. Um, Mal says it, it needs to be a professional process. We can't have nepotism. Exactly right. I guess that's what I'm fearing here. Sobia says, I wouldn't be able to work with my partner in school all day, every day. It would suffocate me, but that's because I need space. Me too. Myself and my partner would say the same. Um, we like the, to have our own little social circles, to go away and come together at the end of the day and, and appreciate each other more so at the end of the day when we come together. But again, that is, I accept that that will be on, on, on us. And um, if you want to call and represent a different point of view, feel free. Tim and I would say the same. That's Mal. 
Um, so a lot of people on board with um, working in different spaces think it's it works better sometimes to work different jobs and come together at the end of the day. But then sometimes, sometimes, you know, it will just work out that way. It might be silly not to, you know, like a job comes up on your staff um, your partner's perfect for the job and um, they're looking for a job. You know, maybe it'd be silly not to. But I, I see, I think in my case, I still would be like, I don't know, maybe I would suggest it. Ah, this is the thing. Do we just go with what we assume? Um, who knows? Who knows? Um, yeah, I'd, I'd love to hear from you. The other point, which we haven't spoken much about today, and I wanted to get more into, is partners who are not teachers. Um, and so if your partner, you know, doesn't work the job, things like holidays, summer holidays, that's the benefit, isn't it? For being on being a partner with a teacher, you get all your holidays lined up. Sometimes you might have a week that doesn't line up. But generally speaking, six weeks of the summer together with your partner off entirely and you're both getting paid. Bliss. Bliss. That's what it's all about. Very, very. That is I'd say that's the perk of the job, in my opinion. Um, but then flip it to the partner who isn't a teacher. Um, schools are big places, Mal says, in response to, um, you know, not not being around each other all the time, not clouding each, crowding each other's space. Um, good point. They are big places. I guess it depends on the school as well. Some schools are smaller than others. Um, but no, getting back to the holiday side of things, how about you're off for your six weeks, but, but your partner isn't? In some ways, I guess then you, it's that same thing we were saying a moment ago. You're getting your space. You come together at the end of the day and have a nice catch up. Um, that's good. But I see... I worry that in some cases, would um, would the partner send a little jibe about your holidays? I, I've known couples where the one is a teacher, the other one isn't. Um, the in this case, the male wasn't a teacher, the female was a teacher. Um, in in this couple, and the male would drop little jibes about oh, you know, always holidays, blah de blah. And I know it was a joke, and that's all good. I'm not gonna lie, that couple are also divorced now, so you know. It's interesting, isn't it? It's interesting. Um, all, all I've got is data, people. All I've got is information. I'm not saying I can't tell you what the rights and wrongs or the laws of it. Um, it is what it is. But it's interesting, some of those viewpoints. Now, that's a totally different to, to the one before. Um, but in this one, where the, t where the partner seems to resent slightly the holidays, maybe um, doesn't fully understand the stress of the teaching job or doesn't fully, you know, really... Um, truly believe although they'll say it they would say oh you know yeah it sounds really exhausting by the way but yeah um mal says that's about respect and i totally agree i totally agree um Sobe says that sounds like the partner wasn't empathetic yeah i agree obviously there were there were problems um there but you could see it in a lot of current existing couples where just the little jibe and it might the thing is you could have a couple who will wind each other up like that and it and it is an established thing and there is respect there and there is empathy and then another couple where there isn't. And really, it's just there's just the truth of a couple or not, I guess. And, and I guess the truth outs in the end, as we see in some of those contexts, or, or I guess hopefully the truth outs in the end. Um, oh, it's all getting a little bit dark in here at the end of the Sunday brunch, <laughs> getting into the divorce. But there's, and then there's the whole divorce process as a teacher as well and how difficult that could be. If you're on a staff with 13 other married couples, 12 other married couples or however many it was, um, you know, if you get end up getting divorced from somebody on the staff, what about that? We haven't even gotten into that. We only have two minutes left on the show. That's a great question. How about you're on a staff with multiple married couples, you get and you've been hanging out with all these other couples all your time, double dates and blah blah, and then you divorce. 
what do you have to present? Do you have to have a staff meeting? <laughs> this is how we've separated our resources. <laughs> he gets the highlighters. <laughs> it's a problem, though. It's a problem. It's something to consider. Tricky situation. Um, Sobia says, um, Asian men ask me why I'm not a doctor. So it depends. <laughs> Interesting. Um, yeah, many, you know what? There's so many areas we could go down this, uh, down this, but you know, it's just interesting to think on it for a while. And this is Teachers Talk Radio. So if you want to call in, drop in some final thoughts, Jerry Springer style, then this is the place you can do it. Hit that round gray icon on the Podbean app. And I'd love to hear from you. We have moments before we, before we, um, come off, off the air. Um, it's been a pleasure being on talking through <laughs> Mal. Mal says lawyers are in over the Brit sticks. It's true though, isn't it? It's true. You know, you know the paper slicer would be a genuine. So who gets the paper slicer? <laughs> you know, cardboard boxes sat on the floor of the empty classroom rather than the empty apartment. Oh man. Yeah. The, it, it, it's got to be tricky. But the interesting thing is somewhere out there, probably these things have happened. Certainly if there are schools out there with 11, 12, 13 couples on the staff, I, honestly, I think the management have an issue in that school. You must have the weakest head teacher in the world who's just like, if partner wants a job, they've got it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Mouse says, empty tables, empty chairs. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that, that's in reference to. I feel like that's some some kind of good pop culture reference that I don't get. Lame is, of course, of course, it's a pop culture reference that I don't get. Mal, man, you you are the the reference queen. What can I say? Um, I feel bad for not getting it, especially because lame is. I, I have I quite enjoy a bit of lame is from time to time. Um, Sobia says it would be good to ask Twitter how many couples broke due to teaching. Now there you go, there you go. Uh, perhaps I'll throw something like that out. And then if, if we get a good response, we can get into that on a different week. Mal says, ooh, look at that. On the last minute, Sobia, what a valuable audience member you are um, on the Sunday brunch. On the last 40 seconds of the show, you've thrown in an amazing question. Couples that break. You know what the trouble is there, though, is that the phrase due to teaching. How many couples broke due to teaching? Because actually, if any couple separates or breaks, divorces, whatever, um, you can never say like, you could always say it's due to teaching, but actually it could always be down to respect or down to decency from one person to another or down to understanding or down to communication and being clear or not. You know, and you could blame teaching. It could be easy to do that. Whereas actually it comes down to sometimes us knowing ourselves well enough. Um, and that's in many of our cases saying we work better in separate schools and we need that space um and yeah but maybe maybe there are has i want it's you know teaching brings a lot of stress at the moment just think of how much how much stress and situations happen at home and because of the stress from teaching but it's it, the phrase it's is it because of or is it down to us i do think some of it is because of because at the moment we're being used up like crazy um and i've gone into that enough times on other parts of other shows so i'll leave that for now listen we are at 12 30 on your sunday the 10th of october i hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day it's been great chatting to you all about um about the issues around couples and related to staff rooms and teaching um, tell me more. Tell me more. Keep me on the tweets. Let me know as the week goes on. I am at Graham Colin VO on Twitter and a bunch of other places like Instagram. And this is Teachers Talk Radio, which you can find.
find at TT Radio 2021 on Twitter and all over the place. It's very easy to find. We also have our website, um, ttradio.org, where you can catch up on all previous shows. And if you enjoyed today's, I'll tell you what, this is just one of, of many um, shows which all have similar vibes here on the Sunday Brunch. So check them out if you wish. It's been a pleasure. I look forward to being on next week. Who knows what will what adventures we'll go on then. Have a great week, guys, and make sure to get that rest, hey? See you soon. Thanks for the likes. Cheers, guys. You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio.